everyone. Welcome to your newest episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your host, myself, Laura Matsu, and my husband, Bernhard Gunther. And on this episode, we are going to talk about the new age to dogmatic Christian pipeline. So for those who are not familiar, there's this massive trend going along. Maybe you could even call it a movement of people saying that they were in the new age and now they're a Christian and they realized all of their new age beliefs were satanic and whatnot. If you haven't heard of it, we're going to play you some clips of people sharing about this that I found. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk about this trend of people saying they were in the new age and now they're Christian and how they're calling things like yoga, meditation, demonic, satanic, and basically saying that Jesus is the only way. We're going to show you some clips of some examples we found. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to really talk about this dogmatic Christian revival that we're seeing. And just as a preface, you know, Bernhard studied esoteric Christianity. I have nothing against Christians. You know, I think that all, you know, if you find some way to find a connection to God, that's amazing, you know. But we're going to talk about the issues that we're seeing in this movement. We're also going to talk about the parts where we actually agree with them on some of the points they're making, however distorted it can be. And then we're also going to define what is actually the new age, because the main thing we've realized is a lot of people are actually saying they were in the new age or in the occult, which even grammatically doesn't make sense. Like, what is, like, did you join some sort of hermetic order of the Golden Dawn, or did you <laughs> join some, like, it doesn't make sense, basically. So we're going to define these words. We're also going to talk about the corruption of religion, you know, how occult forces play into this. Um, and then we're going to talk about, you know, what we think could be behind it. Spiritual bypassing can be a big part of it. But we're also going to talk about some things that are shared by a guy named Oswald Spengler, where he talked about the second religiosity and how this relates to epochs and time in certain eras. And we're also going to talk about how this is kind of a reflection of the end of the age of Pisces in many ways. Um, and in the second hour, we're going to just go even deeper. We're going to show more clips, talk about what we're seeing. And then we're going to talk about kind of what Carl Jung said about this religious impulse and what happens if this religious impulse is made to be unconscious, which is basically what has happened in this age of materialism we live in. We're also going to talk about how this kind of relates to the progressive left and the pendulum swing to the other direction, but also how we're seeing something that is called projective identification happening and what that means. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, the mother. She has a quote about worshiping in temples and occult forces and how they feed off of it. And then I'm also going to talk about a little bit about how this kind of relates to the Neptune and Pisces era that we're in now, which is going to be moving into Aries in 2025 how this relates to Saturn in Pisces, which we talked about in a previous podcast episode, The Astrology of 2022, I believe. Um, and we're also going to talk about the hyperdimensional matrix and how that relates to all of this. So basically the occult forces that influence this kind of stuff. Um, but before we get into it, just a little quick announcement. Um, we have quite a few people on the waiting list for our next group program of Embodied Soul Awakening. For those of you who are newer to our podcast, Bernhard and I run a 14-week private online group coaching program in psychological and spiritual self-work, and we're going to be offering it again in April. It's limited to 35 people, and it's by application only. So if you want to learn more about this program or apply, 
go to thetimeoftransition.com. Again, that's thetimeoftransition.com. It's also linked on Bernhard's website at Veil of Reality. So we have a quite a few, I just want to preface, we have quite a few people on the waiting list this time. Who knows what happens with that list? But if you want to apply and be, uh, and be in the next round, please do it sooner rather than later um, because we do always sell, sell out of that. So yeah, let's just get right into it. All right. Thanks for great introduction. Uh, we have a lot to cover. This is a big topic. I already posted about this on Facebook. A lot of people are, you know, uh, curious about what we're going to talk about because it's a big thing. And just on a side note, because I know noticed a trend happening maybe a couple of years ago, just yeah. a little bit. But then it started in 2020. 2020. Interesting. Around the same time, the craziness started. It's almost like an impulse to seek something higher as well we will talk about that um but you know not until we started research for this podcast especially you started researching on tiktok youtube there are thousands of videos with hundreds and thousands of likes and views and shares yeah. of these people sharing and it's interesting they all sounded quote-unquote the same like they have you know sound almost a bit like a hive mind in what the ways they claim but the issue which we're going to get into is their definition of new age, their definition of of occult, and and all of these kind of things. So, so can with I, that being said, let's let's play some of the clips now. Yeah, let's play a clip. Uh, one of the clips were just I guess references some something that you said actually. So here's the first clip. This is from someone on TikTok. And by the way, I'm going to be sharing most of these anonymously. I also have stories that people submitted to me on Instagram. If I have a time, time I'm going to share them. Okay. All this is going to be anonymous. Um, so here's one of the clips. I chose to leave the New Age to follow the Lord. So if you don't know what the New Age is, it's basically the occult. The occult is um, mystical practices. If you Google it, it says like mystical mystical practices, a.k.a. witchcraft, a.k.a. everything that's really popular uh, in the world, such as zodiac sign, meditation, manifestation. Whoa! Yoga, all that not good stuff. I was about to say good stuff. I was like, not good stuff. <laughs> okay, so okay. that's... <laughs> so, so, so the New Age is basically your cult. Basically, meditations you mentioned. Yeah, yoga. it doesn't make... Like, if you don't know what the New Age is, it's the occult. And what is the occult? She said mystical practices. I don't know. Google it. So already, <laughs> I'm sorry, like right off the bat, um, this... This is not a very well-constructed argument to say it nicely. And also, I'm sorry, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. What no. is the occult? Mystical practices. I don't know. It says on Google. And by the way, I'm pointing this out because this is par for the course when I go down this new age to Christian rabbit hole. Yeah, this, is, this is not say, an exception. This is like... This is not an exception. This yeah. is the rule, basically. This is the rule, that vid that kind of video. Yeah. It's, so let's... like. So yeah, any, any thoughts about that? Or should I go to the next clip? <laughs> Well, um, yeah, let's do just another one and let's, then talk yeah, let's about just, talk because I, I really want people to know yeah. who maybe haven't seen this happening. I want them to see some examples because a lot of these examples, they're pretty much saying basically the same thing. It's literally almost like some, uh, you know, force is like, like saying in their ear the same thing or something, or they're just copying each other. You know, yeah. humans tend to mimic. Okay. So here's another Here's another good one where he, um, he talks about the New Age. I'm going to show you guys how New Age spirituality is actually a satanic movement. 
This woman, Helena Blavitsky, was actually the founder of this New Age Spirituality Movement. You may be wondering, what is the New Age Spirituality Movement? This movement believes in things such as astrology, they believe in things like reincarnation, and they've even developed the practice of yoga in order to reach their higher self. Okay, sorry. Okay, so reincarnation is the new age. That's quite a claim. And he said the new age invented yoga. So, like, imagine, (laughs) like, how, like, this is also a little bit ignorant, um, like, to say the least, because, like, you could have just Googled yoga and took two seconds and found out that the new age, you know, may be interested. People who are into new age stuff may also be into yoga. But to say that they invented yoga is explicitly not true. And so these are the untruths or lies or deceptions or delusions that we're actually seeing in these movements. So we're actually going to talk about in a moment what is the new age, what is the occult, etc. Because it is mixing truth with lies. Obviously, Blavatsky, a lot of people know about her. You know, I think she was also into Satanism at one point. I don't know. You know, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But this is the, the this is kind of what they're presenting as an argument that meditation, that yoga, that astrology is all part of the new age, which is just not true. It's been yeah. around for thousands of years, even before that, and it yeah. belongs to other cultures and traditions. Meditation, for example, that's not the new age. Like, did you did no one ever teach you about Buddhism? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so. beyond Buddhism, even. Yeah. So the issue right off the bat is the issues of definitions and really like fallacies all across the board um, and really understanding one, two, two ideas. What is the new age and what is the occult? Because basically what they're doing, they're throwing anything into the quote unquote uh, umbrella of the new age occult, what does not in their view adhere to a Christian belief. Yes. So any spiritual practice, any spiritual belief you have, anything, uh, whatever it may be, that is not, uh, in their perception, in their even distorted view of the Bible itself, that's a whole topic in itself, right? Isn't false idol, is satanic, is occult, is demonic, is new age. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of issues with that. Having said that, and we have talked about that, and I want to really, uh, let's, let's, let's go briefly in the idea, what is the new age, yeah. right? Because we had an episode actually exactly about that called the new age deception and spiritual bypassing. A couple of years ago, episode seven, go look it up in our podcast. You can listen to it. And in that podcast, I'm going to discuss briefly through it what I said in that podcast already, like a couple of years ago. As a matter of fact, I also created a documentary, a film over 10 years ago called uh, Love, Reality, in Time of Time, in Time of Transition, where I also exposed the New Age deception and ridiculous New Age beliefs. So truth is mixed with lies. So there's definitely some New Age nonsense out there as well. So um, but it's not that black and white as these converted Christians preach about. So, with what the guy actually said, yeah, he's actually correct in the, the last, that the so-called quote-unquote New Age started in the late 19th century with the Theosophical Society led by Helena Blavatsky, right? And basically, on the general sense, the intention was fusing the essence of all religion into a one-world religion, right? We can even go a conspiracy about it, that's part of the New World Order, they want to have a one world religion, all of that under this umbrella of New Age. Right? So the issue of this, then the teachings in the quote New Age become very oversimplified by a pick and choose, and they take just the exoteric, superficial um, you know, aspects of different practices into this New Age umbrella, and people start to make up their own stuff, and that's where the trouble kicks in. Yeah. Right? 
Absolutely. You know, and then you see how the new age has then also infiltrated or has developed over the years in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. You can see that the hippie movement, the so-called counterculture, which also was partly created by the CAA, you know, with the psychedelic movement as well, ties into that. Um, you know, the way that works social engineering uh, with these trends, they hijack like a natural impulse, you know, like the uh, 60s and 70s, breaking free from the establishment, but then they you know, pumping the drugs, try to people just get hooked on just, you know, uh, their own lo what love and light or drop in tune on, turn out the Timothy Leary slogan or make love, not war to distract them from whatever's happening in society. And it goes deeper into then even nowadays, right? With festival culture of burning men, lightning in the bottle, symbiosis, symbiosis and all of that uh, drug-infused festival culture as well. And also, especially, that's really the new age part, it started really big in the 80s as well, 90s, and, and also recently, so UFO religions, cults, channeled material, the Galactic Federation of Light, aliens are here to save us, you know, and take out the Cabal Illuminati, all kinds of questionable stuff. So yeah, that's definitely the new age. But it is really hard to define what the new age is. It's not like an organization. People say, I was in the new age. You know, I was yeah. like, as if you like were part of an organization. Let me correct that <laughs> because the important correction and distinction is, is I was, I was uh, participating in practices that I would deem to be new age. That exactly. would be the correction. And then, uh, and then we could have a correct. conversation, but if correct. you're say you're in the new age, right that off, right off the bat, it doesn't make sense because like what 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 were you in? Like it doesn't make sense. But if you're practicing new age practices, then we can talk about the practices you were engaging in and what you were yeah. potentially doing. You know, I think that there's potential that maybe people were engaging in black magic. Yeah. So no, I think this is really important to point out because a lot of people nowadays uh, they throw around this word new age. You know, very generalized, even project their own meaning into it and put all kinds of practices and ideas beliefs and that have nothing to do with the new age like ancient practices like meditation or uh, you know and all these kind of things yoga which literally means union with the divine and so forth has nothing to do with the new age now let's just want to go over from our point of view which i mentioned in this in this older podcast what are the common new age beliefs you know what i talk because i talk about new age beliefs and traps as well so the idea of that you create your own reality in terms of solipsism, that you know only I create um, exist and I have full control over my reality. It's truth mixed with lies. There's truth to the idea of reality creation, but it's not as simple as this oversimplified and distorted idea of the law of attraction. Yeah, I think the distinction is, and this is because what one thing they talk about, manifestation is the new age, law of attraction is the new age, is that you know, you are a participatory force in the cosmic forces. You know, yeah. you have a participation in it. You don't have dominion over reality, but you get to be a player in that. And yes. I think that's the key difference is they're literally basically being like, it's all under the will of some external God outside of me and I don't have any control. And it's like, that's a slavery mentality too. Yeah. It's, 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 it's way more nuanced, right? There's divine will you know, all of that, but they also externalize God, they project human qualities into God and all of that. Yeah. Uh, what other New Age beliefs? You know, that there's no objective truth, just my or your truth, just focus on the positive, avoid the negative, even to the point that there is no evil at all, you know, or ab abusing spiritual higher truths, which ties into spiritual bypassing. You know, we are all one, hence we are all the same, which is not true. Uh, anger is bad, never resist, just turn the other cheek. Ironically, that's also <laughs> kind of a, a Christian, from yeah. Christian belief ties into that. 
just feel good, do whatever you feel like doing. It makes you feel good. No discernment, like mistaking hedonism for spirituality, mm. right? Lack of critical thinking. The mind is bad. That kind of thing. Just think of your heart. Blind or idiot compassion. Com compassion. And definitely, yeah, distortion of astrology and divination has mm. been also very become distorted in the new age. We oh, know yeah. this, right? Yeah. The big one is here, I've pointed out before, that the Space Brothers aliens are here to save us. You know, aliens, UFO cults, channeling the Galactic Federation of Light and all kinds of similar stuff. Uh, mistaking emotional high for love, which is kind of like you can see in the Christian movement as well. Um, distorted twin flame concepts, you know, full moon ceremonies worship, distorted neo-wicca and pagan practices. Channeling and calling and spirits, guides, angels, archangels can create trap of agreements. That's actually one of the Christian things they have, you know, there's some truth to it, but they, again, it's so extremely black and white thinking. Um, God is priestess talk and all of that, and distorted tantric teachings, you know, with overfocus on sexuality and all of that kind of thing. So, this is in a nutshell the new age beliefs, right? Um, which can um, mostly just simply result, result in spiritual bypassing, right? Yeah. And it doesn't get you like right away possessed with the demon. <laughs> so here's the, but this is the argument that people are basically saying, I just point that out. So basically people are saying, I was part of the new age and then I felt bad. I went through a dark night of the soul. Some have even been claiming that they've been possessed by a demon you know, um, and then I found God and everything was okay. Yeah. And for anyone who's lived a human life, it's not that you just find something, <laughs> you just find Jesus and all of a sudden you're in heaven and life is okay. Like I've had very profound spiritual experiences and my work is actually to anchor the love of God within my own heart so that my, you know, conditioned ego personality can be a clearer expression of the divine. You don't get to just be like, I just found Jesus and I'm saved and now I'm going to heaven. Like this is one of the biggest spiritual bypasses. And I had trouble understanding it actually when people said it. I was like, really? You just found Jesus and now you're saved and going to heaven and everyone else is going to hell and demonic? But that's actually what the belief is. That's what they're saying. Yeah, but then... The Christians will then definitely refute it. But I had to experience it. You don't know my experience, but we got go into that as well. No, I believe that if they really have a belief in God, they have a powerful experience. But I think that their 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 human ego mind has basically distorted it into yeah. all sorts of And you know, but I'm talking about also occult forces posing as divine oh, powers. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that even these peak spiritual experiences could also be an occult forest distorting. Exactly. What they claim, the New Agers, that they uh, make contact with alien beings, Archangel, Michael, yeah. Pleiadians, and all of that. These are shape I'm going to talk more about in the second hour. These are shapeshifters. They can also appear to your belief system. They, they can appear as a Jesus or as a Virgin Mary yeah. just to appeal to where they want to trap you in. Okay. Um, Okay, so that's the new age. So again, yeah, just just to reference it again, you can go back to episode seven where we definitely talk. There's definitely a new age deception. There's a lot of Iranos beliefs and oversimplified spiritual 
practices and beliefs that tie really into spiritual bypassing. Yeah, the main thing with the New Age is it's like very questionable beliefs that actually lead to spiritual bypassing, Correct. basically. Yeah. And that is kind of an argument about um, kind of this New Age to dogmatic Christian pipeline that I agree with, is if they were really, quote unquote, in the New Age and engaging in these practices, so far from what I've seen, I've not seen one person being like, I was doing deep, sincere inner work on myself, and then I realize that Christ is a way. That would be a different story. And I'm sure there's people out there, but a lot of people are being like, I was doing zodiac signs and meditation and law of attraction. It's like already they're operating with the premise that they were engaging yeah. in a lot of spiritual bypassing friendly practices. Yeah. And then they turn okay. to Christ, exactly, basically. Exactly. And I also want to point out, because I've been called a new ager for being a body worker, a massage therapist, <laughs> mm -hmm. and for listening to uh, ambient electronic music. So, in a nutshell, also, yoga is not new age. Meditation is not new age. Astrology is not new age, right? These are ancient practices that have existed way before this whole new age corruption idea started in the late 19th they century. They existed before Christ, too. They existed way before Christ. Yes, these practices have become distorted, can be used for spiritual bypassing, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not that they in themselves are not new age, let alone are they demonic or satanic can i just play the last video from yeah. this guy actually about the the rabbit hole because oh, yeah. this is this <laughs> is my this is my favorite, is favorite out of all one. that and this one also has like <laughs> you know tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of views on youtube as well but here it is so he's basically the title is the new age movement got me possessed by 30 spirits 30 yes all right there you go so he yeah to see 11 11 everywhere getting into Deepak Chopra, getting into Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dyer, all those new age authors. And I dove deep down the rabbit hole. Okay, so... <laughs> you went deep down the occult new age rabbit hole with Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, and who else? Wayne, Wayne Dyer, Dyer, yeah. <laughs> so this is what their definition of... I'm working with the definition and what they've engaged with because I'm actually trying to really... Basically, my view on it is similar to Carl Jung, which we'll talk about in the second hour, is there's a genuine religious impulse that has been suppressed in the materialistic society we live in. And the problem is, is if you suppress an impulse, it will show up later in a distorted form. And I feel that basically, this is my own, just own personal theory on it, is that people started getting attracted to all these quote unquote new age practices because they were fun, they were novel, they were exotic, you know, they were different. And they realize that they don't work. And the fact of the matter is, is that those alone are not going to help you. You need grounded psychological work as well. You need to understand yourself, your relationships. Like this is like, you know, otherwise you're going to be set up for spiritual delusion. Yeah. So, you know, what you're going to say something? Yeah, we also need to define the uh, word occult. Yes, yes. So, so yeah, define go, the word yeah. occult, yeah. Because people say, let's say, I was deep in the occult, I came out of the occult. Yeah. And like people throw around this word. Yeah. Uh, and I've said this many times before, and also in my articles, I think most people who have no understanding of the word occult, like these neo-Christians, converted Christians, they literally equate most likely the word occult with evil, satanic, or demonic. Yes. Which is not what the word means or is defined as at all. Uh, the word occult simply means hidden. That's it, hidden from Latin occultare and uh, to conceal, you know, to hide. It means hidden. It is not evil nor good. It's completely neutral. It means hidden. 
So when you say, people say, I was deep in the occult, it's like, are you playing pickapoo? You're hiding? Where are you hiding? It may basically <laughs> you know? translate to, I was deep in the hidden. I was deep in the hidden. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. know, basically on that very level, right? Then occultism, yes, you know, these are practices involving, uh, even I can go to the official uh, definition from Britannica, occultism, various theories and practices involving in a belief and knowledge of use of supernatural forces or beings. Yes, and practices de dealing with the non-physical realm. Absolutely, right? But that in itself is not evil. It's even as it says here, um, <clears throat> occult practices center on the presumed ability of the practitioner to manipulate natural laws for personal benefits on behalf of another. Such practices tend to be regarded as evil only when they also involve breaking moral laws and so forth. So, so black magic. Black magic, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That occultists, that's what they do. Even, you know, uh, Satanists, whatever you may want to call it, they engage in black magic. But not all occult practices are evil. Even many people know from my work, I reference a lot the occult forces, occult forces based on Sri Aurobindo's work from in the Integral Yoga. And he uses the word as well, very neutral, because they are called positive beings and occult negative beings. Yeah. If you even go into supernatural beings and somebody had made contact with, with Jesus, you know, the Jesus consciousness coming to them, appearing to them. That's actually an occult appearance. In yes. that sense, Jesus' appearance appearing to you in a dream or in a vision, that's an occult force. Mm -hmm. Hopefully in this, in this instance, point, occult yeah. positive force. So occult simply means hidden. Yeah. Mostly outside, the, you know, that's it. It doesn't you cannot, imply it's You evil. cannot be in the occult and you cannot be no. in the new age. Unless you join some sort of new age, there is new age cults, but in which, way, in yeah. which case you yeah. joined a new age cult. You know, new age is like I said before, it's not this organization or tradition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you join, like you join actually a Christian tradition, yes. right? Yes. It's like you said, there are certain practices that we can define as new age, but it has become so convoluted and people put all kinds of stuff into the new age basket that has nothing to do with the new age as, uh, at all. Yeah. And I mean, I'll play the last video, but this is also another thing that's very common is, um, let me just play the last video that I had for this hour. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So top five things as an ex-new ager to Christ that I will no longer be doing, you guys. Number one, you guys, is meditation. <laughs> and and this, is, this, is, this is also ridiculous because there's also Christian mystics who are meditate who have meditation. Oh, they're the well. true Christian mystics, you know, Meister like, Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these are the true Christian saints. Yes. You know what I mean? They they would turn themselves over in their graves or in their wherever they are, Rome, looking at this neo-Christian revival. It's insane. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about where do you want to go? The corruption of religion. You want to talk about the occult forces and how they appear as divine beings. Where should we? Well, you know, in, in general, we also like, I want to also go understand that both people get stuck in the new age, right? Or in in the in religions is also mostly based on spiritual bypassing right yes. that's a, that's the core foundation that's yeah. really what what unites them both and what, the, what what i'm seeing is people as i took sometimes people take the new age uh pill you know what i mean wishful thinking getting all kinds of uh practices and ideas that just kind of bypass the inner psychological practice uh work right mm -hmm. to avoid to facing your shadow your yeah. trauma your inner childhood wounds the basic psychological foundation yeah and can so, i say something to that just one second. Yeah. So they try to get that and then they don't find it or something happens that doesn't fulfill them and then read something about Jesus, you know, or that kind of like, it's almost the 
uh, how can I say, being tempted by a different drug, you know? Spiritual and then the, materialism. Spiritual materialism. And then yeah. they get into Christian beliefs and Jesus saves me and all of that. But you're still um, just changing from one drug to the other without engaging in the necessary true inner work. Yeah. So I made a post that was actually very controversial <laughs> where I basically I talked about this new age to dogmatic Christian pipeline and how, you know, a lot of people say they were in the new age. But from what I've heard from these videos, we'll play more on the second hour the people were just engaged in like superficial spiritual bypassing type new age practices, you know, it's like whatever you were doing was not actually sincere, deep inner work. And I know because I've seen several very wounded people I know basically adopt this new persona of a dogmatic Christian, you know, and these are people who have major trauma, have not actually looked at that in any sincere way, have major relationship issues, major issues on a just basic personality level, you know, and yet now all of a sudden they have found themselves in this new identity, this new persona. Spiritual They've identity. created a new spiritual identity. Yeah. Originally the spiritual identity was the new age spiritual identity, and now the new identity is that I'm a born-again Christian identity. But each of them are actually removed from the true self. It's not a true expression of their essence. It's a new mask for their own wounding. And so that's the thing that I've seen. And I'm just observing this as a, you know, as a witness to see like, wow, people are probably also because of astrological reasons, because of the stuff happening in the world, they're kind of losing it a little bit, you yeah. know, and they're grasping onto whatever they no. can to give them meaning. And I think that's actually the kind of golden seed in it is that, you know, while there there is an authentic impulse towards the divine which is natural and is very healthy and as long as we live in a materialistic society that impulse is not being honored but the problem is is if you suppress the imp impulse for too long it can come out in a very distorted way later which is why you have this dogmatism which is why you have this black and white psychological splitting calling everything satanic so when you have an authentic uh, impulse towards God, towards the divine, but your human psychology is like super messed up and has all sorts of shit in it. It comes out in these distorted ways. That's how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also want to add when we really watched dozens of these videos and researched all of that, I mean, like we just played, you, you can laugh about it, make fun of it. Some of the, the claims are just are somewhat funny and, and ridiculous in the sense. But I have to say, it was also sad to see and a bit disturbing because even when you tune, looking at the people, the videos, these are very broken, um, lost people, traumatized. You could see they have no understanding what they're actually talking about. They're completely checked out, disembodied, and just grasping to this belief in this fanatical sense, right? That almost reminds me of this, of a this dark revival of the missionary religious Christian complex of the medieval times. Yes. Right, because that's we want to talk about this as well. Because there are demons saying, you know, astrology is satanic, sage is satanic. Sage is satanic. They talked about tarot is satanic. It's almost like this revival of uh, witch hunting or burning people at the stake for daring to read the stars or burning incense and all these kind of things, or you know, the slaughter of the missionaries of the genocide of the indigenous people under the name of Jesus and God. That's, yeah, that's the energy behind it. It is, yeah. And that's why it's scary. And I want to really talk about that in the second hour, that this could really lead when Neptune enters Aries into some sort of religious holy wars, you know, yeah. where like people 
you know, you you put you 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 tell people they have God on their side, and they can actually commit some pretty intense atrocities because they believe that it's their divine birthright. So, this kind of leads to one of the biggest things that I think is kind of an interesting commentary on where we're at right now. And there's this guy named Oswald, Oswald Spengler who wrote this book called Decline of the West in 1918 and tw- 1922, covering human history. And so this Oswald Spengler guy was basically a German polymath, which means he's like a genius in multiple areas. Um, he's was about he uh, his areas of interest included history, philosophy, math, science, art, as well as their relation to their organic theory of history. And he's best known for this two volume work called Decline of the West. And according to Spengler, um, he said that societies and civilizations change according to the cycles of rise, decline, and fall, just as an individual person is born, matures, old age, and death. And so, just to give you the gist of it. He says that societies develop roughly in the same way over a period of 1,000 to 1,500 years. And they begin as uh, feudal societies organized by common metaphysical insights. They become increasingly urban, and they turn these insights into art, philosophy, and politics. And then they enter a period corresponding with Western modernity. Um, So that's intellectually skeptical and politically chaotic. And finally, they enter the final age of Caesarism and full civilization. And then basically they enter into a decline. And what he says is a mark of this kind of uh, end of the civilization is called the second religiousness. And basically, I'm just going to read you what uh, a guy named Blake Hood said about this. And he said, that Spengler said in the final years of democracy, which he called the reign of money, there would be a return to more archaic forms of living. He prophesied that money would destroy intellect as well as the traditional cultural forms and institutions that previously held society together. And the people in their exhaustion and desperation would look back to the spiritual traditions of their distant past for guidance. That's what he called the second religiousness. This occurs in all civilizations after they reach a mature stage of development. And then he goes on and he says, so what specifically would the second religiousness look like? Spengler speculated that some primitive form of Christianity would take hold. Um, Basically, um, he means like evangelicalism, basically, you know, uh, a more primitive form of it. Um, This is only this has been the only Christian sect to see growth in the postmodern world. And he said, Spengler also mentions that it will be popular. The new spiritual yearning will show itself first in the people, the folk, and uh, not the elite. So basically, what and this is another quote by a guy named John Michael Greer, who has a blog where he writes a, a, a he wrote an article about this. And he says in his own words, what Oswald Spengler calls the second religiosity, the flight of the cultured classes back to traditional religion, once yet another age of reason has ended in moral and intellectual bankruptcy, is a standard feature in the historical trajectory of every civilization. So this moral and intellectual bankruptcy that we see, you know, in materialism, in the world that we know it, is actually, you know the end of a certain phase. And then we enter this phase of the second religiosity, basically. Yeah. So people have lost faith in all of these institutions. You know, there's an, there is an 
authentic movement happening here, you know, but it's kind of like this primitive revival as, as this guy Blake Hood said. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. We started this these movement is from New Age to dogmatic Christianity movement, starting like you said about three years ago when the quote unquote shit hit the fan, right? Yeah. When, uh, with the whole pandemic and the lockdowns and the Matrix uh, trauma installment program, people are again being traumatized. That's also from a social engineering perspective. You can see it from a different level, even what you shared in 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 terms of in terms of the evolution of consciousness, consciousness, but also social engineering, right? So. A lot of people have become traumatized and there's a natural impulse to seek something higher, to seek God, to, to have this religious impulse. This is actually, there's a purity behind it, Yeah. right? We are, we're we not, uh, there's, there's truth in, in, in these religions, there's truth in Christianity and all of that, but it just becomes perverted and distorted over time, right? Yeah. And then people either in their desperation to ease their pain, to find a way out, they either latch on to the false-like kind of stuff new age, all this stuff, then they don't find it there or they become extremely dogmatic religious. religious. Like you said, they need that identification of something that gets them out of their pain. Yeah. Right? And so it's, it's a trauma response and that's how they get easily controlled and hijacked. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it was just a trauma response. It, it could be in response to that's stress part of the couple. I think there's an authentic impulse there. Yeah. You know, especially since, you know, we do live in this era of materialism, of scientism, of worshiping science. You know, there is a relationship with the sacred, which has gone underground, which has gone unconscious. So, you know, there's some authenticity behind it, but it's also it's almost like this knee-jerk reaction to be like, society's messed up, we need to go back to the old ages kind of thing, you know? Um, and it's missing the progress of the past couple thousand years as well. Yeah. And also, can we tie, tie this into something contemporary? Yes. For example, but for example, what happened recently, we saw the Grammys. A lot of people have been posting about that. Yeah. Quite a disturbing, very obvious, demonic, satanic uh, ceremony. So, I forgot the guy so those, who was so, that. So for those who haven't seen it, um, Sam Harris, he's a very popular artist these days. Not the, Sam Harris. Not Sam Harris. Or <laughs> Sam... Sam. Uh, I don't know who the guy is. Sam Smith. Sorry. Yeah, Sam Smith. Yeah, so Sam Smith, he's an English singer-songwriter. Um, I believe he's trans. He dresses as a woman. He dresses in women's clothes. He's probably doesn't identify. He's non-binary, I think. Um, so anyway, he basically did a uh, live version of this song, Holy, which is a very interesting song lyrically already. Um, you know, unholy, sorry, not holy. It's called unholy. And it was like super basically devil imagery, all red. It was like, it was yeah. obviously like live, like satanic imagery. Hell. I mean, it's almost too, yeah. too cheesy almost, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, so here's the thing. And then people are like, see, Hollywood is satanic. And it's true. There's a lot of Satanism there. We know this in pop culture. It's being promoted, right? But you have to also understand it from a social engineering perspective and also from an occult perspective. Because what's happening right now, we have talked about this before, with this extreme leftist wokeism, you know, and non-binary stuff, sexual perversions and all of that, it creates an outrage. This far left, uh, you know, uh, demonic uh, movement, so to speak, also creates the other extreme right now. Creates the far right. It creates more and more the far right and creates more and more religious, dogmatic, Christian fanaticism. Yeah. And that's also by design. You have to understand that, right? They want to almost, uh, Michael DeSean said something very interesting about this as well. 
in in one in a podcast I listened to a few months ago, we mentioned that he sees he will see the rise of true right wing uh, fanaticism as well as a counter, uh, you know, uh, response, so to speak, the duality. Yeah. You know, the one cannot exist without the other. So what's happening right now, and I mentioned this in my post as well, we need to be very careful not to, you know, project all our hate and anger and disgust on the Sam Smith and Hollywood and Satanism, you know what I mean? Because that's what these Christians or the right wing are doing. Yeah. They're becoming that. Everybody has their own moral superiority, high ground and virtue signaling, be it the people on the left yeah. or the right Christians. Yeah. Everybody's all of a sudden, uh, you know, holier than thou. Holier than thou. Exactly. And that's exactly what these occult forces, the hyperdimensional matrix, feed upon this projected luge and want to create this... Uh, artificial polarization to an extreme because then it's easier to control both sides. Yeah, because it's the ultimate divide and conquer. Both sides are emotionally reactive. And also, yeah. you know, I think I think a huge part of it in psychological terms is this aspect of a defense mechanism called projective identification. Yes. Where if an individual protects projects qualities that are unacceptable onto you for long enough, whether it's an individual or a person you can internalize those projected qualities and believe yourself to be characterized by them. So, for example, what has been the biggest projection we've seen in the past couple of years? Well, I've been called it a racist, far-right, Christian nationalist. You know, this is all words I've been called just for talking about the vaccine. And so this is also something that the psychologically unaware could easily be like oh maybe i am a christian and maybe i you know because i see this happening to people it's like you call someone a far-right christian nationalist long enough and the psychologically immature will be like okay maybe i am i'm just gonna get even more uh into into that into that projection as well so i think that's a huge thing happening on a psychological level is basically collectively as a group the 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 right and even a lot of people in the spiritual community may have accepted the projections that were being put upon them and now they've literally become the projection of the far right of the far left boogeyman and you know the madness ensues exactly so. exactly so that's the danger in right now even i posted something i saw and maybe people are aware of madonna had this very disturbing photo shoot in vanity fair like you know, her dressed as kind of like Maria Magdalene or some Christian symbolism with the Last Supper. But it was very, again, quote-unquote satanic, demonic, disturbing, right? So you have to understand from, from the core perspective, they display that also because they like to show it. They want to show what they're up to, the agenda, also to normalize that kind of stuff, especially targeting children, but also to create that outrage. And if you have no strong psychological foundation and also a strong spiritual foundation, your own personal connection to the divine, not some theological Bible thumping, you know, belief intellectually, but your true inner connection to your true self, which is a connection to your divine, you can easily just be swept along with this agenda and become that what they want you to program to become. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 the danger right now with the the fundamentalist Christian. Uh, revival because it literally becomes again that we which we have talked about as used to be the, the missionary complex only jesus can save you jesus is the only way if you don't accept jesus you're in hell and i also want to point out one one thing what uh what i've seen the common belief of this new neo-christian revival from the new age uh, i want to really point that out bef before we close the first hour because it it goes really back to a very primitive literal belief in the bible without really understanding the true symbolism, the esotericism, the esoteric 
knowledge that's in it. By the way, I read the Bible as a child. I grew up as a Christian in Germany, and also it was part of the curriculum in school, and also as an adult again. Uh, and you know, I think it takes a higher mind to really understand the Bible to begin with the deeper symbolism and also like uh, the distortions because it's been rewritten, translated. So uh, you know. You cannot take people when they uh, quote the Bible on face value because they project their own meaning into it, number one, right? <clears throat> number two, you take it so literally to the point, like, for example, the guy said they invented reincarnation. So hardcore fundamentalist Christians, they believe in soul evolution. They believe you're born in sin, right? And only if you accept Jesus as your Savior, you go to heaven. Otherwise, you go to hell. That's I'm, I know I'm oversimplifying, but that's the general a rule of what these fundamentalist Christians believe. They also only believe that the earth is 5,000 years old. Mm. That's it, you know? So it becomes very, um, you know, goes back to this archaic medieval belief that can end up very, very dangerous for the world. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap this up and talk about the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. So obviously these people think that astrology is demonic right off the gate. Yeah. Um, but let me talk about it. And this is actually um, an article from Jessica Davidson, really great astrologer. I love her work. And I'm just going to read what she says um, and we can maybe just comment on a little bit. And then she quotes Young at the end in this really uh, incredible quote. So basically, and these are Jessica Davidson words, not mine. And she says, the age of Pisces runs from roughly 50 BCE to 2100. So we're currently in the transition between ages. The age of Aquarius is waning in the wings and new archetypes are rising as the old gods fade. And basically the age of Pisces began at the peak of the Roman empire, lasted until 476 CE in the West. Christianity became such a massive influence on the rest of the world, largely thanks to Rome adopting it as an official religion, and it spread across the empire and then remained long after the fall of Rome. And Young also saw the birth of Christ as the herald of the age of Pisces, as it was a synchronous event that revealed images of the divine held within the collective unconscious. In fact, most of our ideas about the age of Pisces are linked to the symbolism of Christianity, with its emphasis on fish, loaves, fish, washing the feet, etc., in Ion, Young discovered, or sorry, explored this symbolism and how it relates to history. He used the two fishes in the Pisces constellation to map the development of Christianity as the age unfolded. The first fish relates to the birth of Christ and the growth of the early church. The second fish relates to the downfall of Christianity and the rise of science and materialism. The zeitgeist of the Pisces age saw the growth of religion, faith, and idealism, while the old sky gods drifted further out of reach. Eventually, they evaporated altogether, leaving us with a hollowed-out materialism, which doesn't appear to represent Pisces at all. However, this reflects the complex nature of the sign and the workings of the collective unconscious, which always seeks balance. The two fishes represents the opposites of spirituality and materialism, faith and science. They're swimming away from each other, showing the tension between them, but they're also tied together. You can't have one side without the other. They need each other as parts of the one whole. At best, Pisces represents the love and compassion that comes from the recognition of this interdependence and unity. It also represents the illusion of Maya and the desire to escape the world of suffering. This can create spiritual awakening and liberation as seen in the great mystics. 
But a fixation on transcendence can also lead to spiritual bypassing and being ungrounded or spaced out. Idealism can create a desire for purity and perfection, which triggers a tendency to repress or deny the opposite qualities. The physical world and the body then become problems to be fixed, creating the demonization of the flesh, the feminine in nature. The material world is pushed into the shadows from where it acts out in distorted ways. So this is a really key piece, is this tension between materialism and spiritualism, purity and perfection in the body, right? And so if you basically uh, delegate the religious impulse side of that, the spiritual impulse into the shadows, it's going to come out in distorted ways. And same with materialism. You demonize the flesh and the body and it comes out in distorted ways. So that's the issue. Yeah, so we see this in all religions, you know, in yeah. Christianity, the demonization of the flesh. It's, the, you know, the demonization. You see it, you know, with the Vatican and the child sex trafficking and, and pedophilia that's actually more and more coming to the front. That's a good example. The ironically, yeah. even you can see statistically, yeah. it's fascinating. You know, the Bible Belt in the US, where the hardcore fundamentalist uh, religious Christians live, they have the highest usage of internet porn. <laughs> yeah. So what they do in their shadows, you see it in India, Rishi Abinu talked about the trap of the aesthetics, of shunning life, of mutilating yourself, of denying the material world. You yeah. see it in the even in the distorted um, spiritual uh, Western New Age world, even more somehow uh, that you know, um, or it's everything should be free. You know what I mean? To be spiritual is mean to give, to be of service, to be everything for free, and and not ask for anything. To be spiritual means it's uh, to live in poverty. Actually, that's comes from Christianity, so to speak. While yeah. the Vatican is rich with gold and in riches and all of it, in sinking in wealth. Yeah, but it has become so very distorted. While on the opposite extreme, you see the absolute greed. Yeah. of materialism, right? Exactly. And I want to just say on that note, that's why Shirobuna made a good point that, you know, we need to reconquer the forces of money, sex, and power from the hostile forces which the materialism has hijacked, mm. not reject them. That is the trap of of religions. That of, pushes it into the you know, shadows. Because it pushes it in the shadow, yeah. exactly. And that's yeah. why we actually, the shadows comes out, uh, comes out unconsciously and we create more evil based on greed and and even... Uh, sexual pathologies and abuse of power. We exactly. need to reconquer the force of money, sex, and power to bring it under the divine, under higher values. Yeah. That's where we spiritualize it, so to speak. Yeah. And just to continue with Jessica's post, she says the shadow of Pisces can be seen in our destructive materialism as well as our longing for escape. So mm -hmm. those are two sides of the same coin. It comes out in addictions, all kinds, masochism, guilt trips, propaganda, and mass emotion. Mass formation psychosis is definitely a Pisces thing because it's like the masses get kind of uh, hook into this mass, uh, like thought form almost, and they get convinced by it. Um, intolerance, dogmatism, and blind faith. Yeah. So... As we approach the end of the age, I'm just going to continue what she says, we appear to be drowning in Maya and self-deception. Dark fears and illusory hopes are bubbling up from the collective unconscious and taking over the masses. So that's kind of this Pisces thing, you know, all of the stuff from the shadows is like arising. 
Um, and then she also says, you know, and I agree with this, there's also been a great awakening in spirituality, esoteric teachings, mysticism, depth psychology. While the media likes to fixate on fear, you know, there is more kindness and compassion going on than we're led to believe. The positive side of the internet is allows us to connect with people all over the world and we can kind of see our similarity in them. And the highest expression of this Pisces archetype is found in the mystic and the recognition there's no separation between you and the rest of life. And this isn't easy to understand and embody without losing your grip on reality and drifting off into a fantasy world. You need the discipline and focus on practical details in Virgo to balance it out. And she continues, the positive expression of Pisces comes from the crucifixion of the ego. The personal self is sacrificed for a higher truth. I would even say you turn your eye, your sense of yourself into a clear expression of the divine, basically, is what she's kind of pointing at. And this is achieved through the process of individuation and balancing of the opposites. And you can only do that by being present and grounded in the body, Virgo, while remembering your true roots as spirit in the divine, Pisces. And this sacrifice of the crucifixion of the ego that she just talked about, often goes awry and turns into his opposite, ego inflation. You can see the results in almost every area of life, but especially those areas where ideology and belief dominate, such as religion and politics. This happens when ideals are interpreted literally and imposed from the outside. For example, the attempt to subsume everyone under the central bureaucratic control of the state means imposing the ideology of oneness on the people. You actually even see this, you know, in both the woke left and the kind of dogmatic Christian is like the woke left is like, you must adhere to my pronouns or whatever. You must say that you must say you're anti-racist. This is this forced imposing of ideology of oneness onto the people. Same thing happening with the dogmatic Christian revival. You must accept Jesus and be a Christian to be saved. You're forcing your ideology of oneness onto the people. And you can only really do this, and this is what we're going to talk more about in the second hour, you can only force your ideology onto people through violence, through through oppressing the differences. This is where you get the Christian missionary um, you know, issues we've seen across the ages. And then she just closes it up and says, this new religion of scientism, which we've seen really amplified over the past couple of years, is also an expression of the shadow of Pisces. Our obsession with data collection, mathematical modeling represents this overzealous Virgo. Um, and so basically, to close it off, the dates, the dates are debatable, but I'll give you some different, a couple of different theories. Um, basically, some argue that we're already in the age of Aquarius. Um, Dane Rudgar actually said that it's going to begin around 2162 and the 12th house, which means the final, uh, uh, um, the final transit of the age of Pisces began in 1882. Okay. This is a very interesting theory though, which I haven't heard from another astrologer named Robert Tulip. And he basically said that the 12th house, which is the final transit of the age of Pisces, runs from December 2020 to February 2026. So we had a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius that happened at the end of December 2020. He says that was the beginning of the final age of Pisces. And that's actually really interesting to think about because that's actually when I saw 
this exaggeration of both the Virgo and the Pisces archetype start to really take hold in the collective. So I think he's kind of on to something there. But regardless, you know, and I'm just going to finish up with Jessica's amazing report on this. She says, as the age of Pisces unravels, we will all be challenged to embody the meaning of that age. So embrace compassion rather than division. Embrace all parts of ourselves, including the parts we don't like, and become whole. And that is part of the Pisces archetype, striving for wholeness. Pisces contains the archetypes of every other sign. You can't miss them. And so, you know, in order to do this, she continues, we need to resolve the split in our minds through confrontation with the shadow all the darkness and light we've denied to balance the opposites and the opposites will become more polarized as the shadow erupts from the depths, forcing us to deal with it. The polarization makes the opposites more visible and obvious and undeniable, but it also reinforces our tendency to project what we've disowned onto others. And that's what has to end. All right. Thank you. Beautiful for sharing. So that Includes the first hour, we have way, we, I feel like we just scratched the surface. And the second hour, definitely want to dive deeper, seeing the, from the cult perspective, you know, um, how cult forces can appear as divine beings, including Jesus, or cult hostile forces can be very deceptive, uh, or as new age alien Pleiadians and all that. So I want to talk about that as well from the hyperdimensional perspective how else Christianity has been used uh, for social engineering for the complete takeover. Um, there's an excellent quote from Michael Topper. I'm going to reference that as well, how Christian's uh, teachings have been distorted to that end. And uh, also the necessity for truth to evolve. This is a very important topic as well. I have a great um, excerpt there from Sri Aurobindo that also not getting attached to uh, scripture and understanding the divine works in mysterious ways and other ways in new teachings that appear, including psychological uh, somatic teachings and all of that beyond just what we call spiritual. So it's very, very important that we're being guided in ways we need to embrace all and not get stuck in the past. So that's that's very important. Uh, what else are we going to get into? I'm going to talk also about the end of the Neptune and Pisces um, mm -hmm. transit, which is a longer generational transit, and it's going to move into Aries in 2025. And how this relates to Saturn in Pisces, which I think is happening pretty soon. I got to pull up the dates. But then when Neptune enters Aries in 2025, that's when we could actually see more religious wars, actually. So okay. and what 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 could what could happen? So very interesting. Yeah. With that being said, and as we said, like, yeah, if you are interested in joining our next round, the 11th round of our time of transition embodied soul awakening 14 week group coaching program starts April 17th. Um, you need to apply and you can read more about it at uh, uh, thetimeoftransition.com. And again, if you want to have access to the second hour and are not a member yet, you can become a member at my web website, veilofreality.com. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> 